today we're continuing our series on divine interruptions, moments where God interrupts or gets in the way of our regular lives. One example of an interruption that I can think of, maybe some of you are familiar with this if you own a cat, or maybe it's just our cat, he's kind of weird, Um, but in the middle of the night you're sleeping and having nice dreams and then the cat just comes in and jumps on the bed and starts stomping around all over you and wakes you up and it's really frustrating quite annoying. (laughs) But anyway, we're going to look at a passage today focusing on interruptions from the life of Jesus, of how he allowed his life to be interrupted, and how we need to use that as an example in our own lives. So let's open in a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day and the opportunity to gather together. Help us to learn today the great love that your son Jesus has for every person, no matter their differences, as he allowed his life to be interrupted for our salvation. And help us to see that we should model our lives in the same way as we go and make disciples to everyone, no matter their differences. Amen. So in our text today, we see Jesus get interrupted several times by several different people. So at the beginning, we see him just trying to teach the crowds when he first gets interrupted by a high-ranking official. This was a guy who was pretty well-respected in society. He was a high-up official. And he comes to Jesus and he says, that Jesus needs to leave immediately and come with him because his daughter had just died, and he needs Jesus to come and heal her. So Jesus wasn't upset. He willingly follows the man and heads on his way with him. But as he's on his way, he gets interrupted a second time. This time, it's by the woman with a blood disease. Now, she'd had this disease for a while, and because of this disease, she was probably seen as an outcast society, not usually allowed to come together in a big group with other people. And she tries to touch out and touch his cloak, to reach out and touch his, touch her, his cloak. There we go. Words are hard sometimes. Um, she tries to reach out and touch his cloak with hopes that it would heal her. And this, in my opinion, is one of the coolest instances in the entire New Testament that showed Jesus' incredible power. Think about like a celebrity or a singer walking through a red carpet or walking through the audience. Everyone is reaching out and trying to touch them, right? That's just kind of what we do when there's someone famous around. And that's kind of the status that Jesus had gotten by this point in his ministry. Everyone kind of knew who he was. They knew he had some power. He was kind of this little bit famous guy. So here's this big crowd that's all, this mass of people all around Jesus. And he's walking through them, and everyone's got their hands out trying to touch him. And this one woman thinks to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I'll be healed. And she reaches out and touches him. And Jesus feels the power leave him. And he knows that this woman touched him. Now, he wasn't upset with the woman for interrupting him. He talked with her. He told her that her faith had made her well. Didn't frustrate him at all. So then Jesus finally gets on his way again, and he makes it to the ruler's house, and he does miraculously raise the high official's daughter from the dead. And he gets on his way again, but the interruptions don't end. After he left, he gets followed by two blind men who also interrupt him. And they were very persistent. They wanted him to heal them. They were willing to do whatever it took to get healed by Jesus. And they even follow him into someone else's house and attempt to get healed. Now, one theory about these men is that they were opportunists. They were relentless in their pursuit of getting what they wanted, and that was to be healed by Jesus. They were kind of frustrating, a little annoying, pestering Jesus, needing to be healed by him. They didn't possess any social clout, unlike the ruler. They were bold enough, though, to follow him into someone else's house to get what they wanted. 
And despite how frustrating and annoying they might have been, it didn't bother Jesus. He still healed them. He still showed care and love for them, compassion. So he heals them, and he gets on his way once again. But yet again, while he's traveling, there's another interruption. And this time, it's a man who's mute because of demon possession. And once again, he's not upset by this interruption. He heals the man, and he casts out the demon. He goes on his way. To conclude the passage then, Matthew writes that this cycle of interruptions continued throughout Jesus' ministry. He continued to show love and compassion to people, allowing them to interrupt his teaching because he wanted to show love to them. Throughout this entire passage, we never once see Jesus show any signs of frustration about being interrupted so, so many times. Think about like the human nature of Jesus, and maybe how we'd respond. If we were doing something and we got interrupted four times, wouldn't you just want to snap at the fourth person? Like, just blow up on them. I'm trying to do this. Just leave me alone. I'm tired of being interrupted, right? That's how I'd maybe be feeling a little bit. But that's not what Jesus does. He stays calm. He doesn't get frustrated. He's compassionate and he's patient to, despite all of the interruptions. He shows love to all of these people. Now, as we look at this text, an important aspect of it is that the differences didn't matter to Jesus. Looking at all the people that Jesus helped, there were some pretty big differences between them all. First, there was the ruler, a guy who was pretty high up, respected among society. Jesus didn't get frustrated by him. And then there was a woman with the blood disease, likely an outcast of society, not allowed a whole... Not allowed to be around a whole bunch of people. Jesus didn't get frustrated by her. And then there were the two blind men doing whatever it took to get what they need, even pestering him and following him into someone else's house. Jesus didn't get frustrated by them. And finally, there was the demon-possessed man that other people might have feared. He was certainly someone who was an outcast of society. Jesus didn't get frustrated by him. Despite all the differences, Jesus showed love to each of them. He shows compassion and heals them and helps them in their unique situations. The differences didn't matter to Jesus. He viewed them not as frustrating interruptions, but just as people who were in need. He recognized that his mission on earth was not to live life the way he wanted, but instead to serve people and help the needy. He understood his mission and put others' needs in front of his own life. And that mission and mindset led him straight to the cross later on in life, where he put his own life aside for us so that he could defeat sin, death, and the devil and offer us eternal life through the forgiveness of sins. He didn't focus on the differences between all of us when he said, I love you enough to interrupt my entire life so that I can die so you can be saved. When he looks at us, he doesn't see the differences. He sees loved children of God who are spotless, unblemished, and forgiven through his death and resurrection. Now, Jesus' actions here in this passage and his death and resurrection, they raise an important question for us today. Are you okay with letting God interrupt your life so that you can serve others like Jesus did? Think about it for a second. Are you okay with letting God interrupt your life so that you can serve others just like Jesus did? 
kind of frustrating, kind of hard. We want to do life our way a little bit. Kind of hard to let that happen, right? But just like Jesus, we're surrounded by people who are hurting. Now, God didn't send us into the world to perform miracles like Jesus did. He doesn't expect that of us. But simple acts of empathy, reasonable care, a listening ear, those things can just go a long way if we're willing to let our lives be interrupted. Are you willing to be interrupted enough to look into someone's pain and walk with them through it? And just like Jesus did, we should be helping people regardless of the differences from each other or us. Are we willing to support hurting people even if they don't align with our political or religious beliefs? Jesus didn't have a prerequisite for people to come to him. So why should we? Living in this way reflects the love that Jesus showed us back to other people in our lives. He was willing to put aside his entire life for our salvation. Because we're thankful that Jesus did that, we're called to reflect upon that and do the same thing back to other people. Think about the song, This Little Light of Mine. Many of you might be familiar with it, but Jesus gave us this light, it tells us, that symbolizes this great gift of eternal life that Christ gave us. Should we hide that light under a bushel? No. no. I'm going to let it shine. We want the whole world to see our light, to see that Jesus loves them enough to die for them too, just like he died for us. And one way we can show this light is by serving others. We don't want to hold back the light from someone just because they might be a little bit different than us. We need to show that same love and compassion that Jesus showed towards us and the four people in the story to those in our lives who interrupt us. Now, in order to do this, though, we need to consider another question. How do we view interruptions? We live in a culture that is obsessed with productivity. It's kind of that work hard, play hard mantra, right? You're supposed to go to your eight to five, nine to five, do the work that you're responsible for, and then you get to go home and watch Netflix and eat Cheetos, right? That's kind of what we want to do oftentimes. But the reality is, most of life is riddled with inconveniences, unexpected struggles or challenges that just come one after another that get in the way of that Netflix and Cheetos time. When we view interruptions this way, they become negative. We want our lives to be in our control so we can do as we can do what we want. I mean, it sounds great, right? But as we've talked about in previous weeks, God is the one who's in control. The plan for our lives is his, even when we think it's ours. Rather than viewing these interruptions as things that get in the way of our regular normal life, we need to see them as divine interruptions, as God showing us his control. When he interrupts our lives, he's giving us an opportunity to showcase and witness our faith to someone. And the reality is, is that the world needs people to listen to God and use these interruptions as opportunities to serve. Jesus kind of talks about this in a verse that we're going to read here. If you want to read this all with me. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. See, what Jesus means by this verse is that the world is broken, and there are many people who need love and care. That's the harvest, the people who need someone to just 
Give them a little bit of love. Now, unfortunately, though, there aren't enough laborers, people who are willing to care for those people. When God interrupts our lives, he's giving us the opportunity to be a laborer, to be someone that shows love, to be one of those people that the world desperately needs. He's giving us the opportunity to reflect the love that Jesus showed us when he died on the cross. And instead of doing what maybe is natural and being annoyed and frustrated when we get interrupted, we need to view them as a door that God is opening for us to share his love to someone. Now, of course, we're not always going to know exactly what to do in a situation when God interrupts our lives. Sometimes they're a little difficult, and they just take a little bit more prayer and devotion to figure out where God is leading you in a specific circumstance. But regardless, even with those difficult interruptions, we can strive to remember these interruptions are divine. They are from God. And sometimes the harvest does have some differences, political, religious, whatever it may be. When Jesus healed, he didn't pick and choose who he helped based on if they agreed with him on something or not. He let the light shine. He loved everyone. And even though it can be hard, we need to do the same. Even when we're interrupted by someone different than us, we need to show them the love of Christ. Put aside those differences and disagreements that we have with people and show them that you love them just as Christ loved you as he willingly interrupted his life to die for us. Living a life submitted to Jesus, then, means seeing God's plans as infinitely more important than our own. As we look at how we can be growing in Jesus and sharing his love, first we can be reminded that Jesus loved us enough to interrupt his own life for us, to die on the cross and rise again so that we could be forgiven. And second, we can see through his ministry that Jesus focuses on the people above everything else and didn't pick and choose who to help based on who was like him, who was not. And we would do well to do the same. Put people, especially hurting people, above project and productivity in our own lives. The mission that God sent us on to make disciples of all nations has to be the number one priority in our lives. We need to see interruptions as an opportunity to witness our faith and show the love of Christ to people, even those who are a little different than us. Now, it is important in all this to remember that we are growing in Jesus. We're not going to be perfect at this right away. It's going to take a little bit for us to figure out, how do I stop viewing these interruptions as a frustrating, annoying thing and start thinking of them as opportunities that God's allowing us to serve? But growing in Jesus and sharing his love in this circumstance is just getting used to and accepting God interrupting our lives. So as we leave and head out into our daily lives today, think about this question. How is God trying to give you an opportunity to witness the love of Christ to someone different than you? Be on the lookout for those interruptions. And instead of being instantly frustrated and annoyed by them, getting in the way of your nice life, Practice viewing them as a way that God allows you to witness his kingdom. And when we're interrupted by someone different than us, show them the love of Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the divine interruptions you send our way that give us the opportunity to witness to others. Allow us to remember that the plan for our lives is in your hand, that you are the one in control. 
Help us to put aside our differences with others and remember that the greatest task we have is to spread your love.